Rabbi Hess asked me to uh, address some thoughts about the coronavirus. So uh, he didn't say I necessarily have to tie it into the parsha. I'm not a big fan of tying things into the parsha. Just because it's in the parsha, it has to be tied to the parsha. Uh, so uh, we'll see if it ties into the parsha at the end. I want you to imagine that you went to training to become a bus driver. It's not, not simple to drive this gigantic thing. Some of them are very big. 52 seats, 54 seats, double-deckers. Major training. You're driving this thing. You learn. It takes six months. You get a special license. And you're driving this bus start feeling weak and faint, dizzy, and you realize you can't continue driving, but you're in a place where you can't really pull over. So you indicate to somebody that you have to move away, you have to move to the side, and you just can't continue driving. That's very scary, because who's going to take over? What's going to be? The bus is going. Not a place to pull over. The middle of traffic. You're moving. You're stepping away from the seat. You're stepping away from the driver's seat. And then somebody steps in to that seat to take over. And you're not sure who it is. And who is it? Is it going to be safe? Are you going to be safe? Are the, are the passengers going to be safe? And then you realize that the person who stepped in is a, is a former bus driver himself, and he won the award for the safest bus driver in the United States of America. She says, ah. I don't know about you. Some of you are drivers already. But ma- male drivers have a tendency to prefer to be the driver as opposed to be the passenger. They're much more relaxed when they're driving than when somebody else is driving. Now, when you get in the car with somebody who's driving, that's a statement of trust. You trust the driver. Now, there are different levels of trust. You're sitting in the passenger seat. There's different levels of trust. There's some drivers that you trust, but the floorboard on your side is getting worn out from the, the, the brake that you wish you had that you're trying to use as if you thought you had a brake. Uh, there's some drivers that you're ready just in case to reach over to grab the wheel, just in case. And then there's drivers that you're so confident in, in, in that you fall asleep. Leave the driving to us, right? Just sit back and enjoy the ride. There's a meter called Bitochet. The Balagoyim says that the purpose of the whole Torah the God of Mishle, Perich of Beis, says the purpose of the whole Torah is to reach the Midah Bitochet. Now, what is Bitochet? Not, not understood well. Chavis Lubavis, Shar Bitochet, says Bitochet is very simple. Menuchas HaNefesh, that you feel relaxed. 
in the one that you're trusting that he's going to take care of you. It's moving to the passenger seats and being relaxed, feeling secure and safe. Some of you might have been there at some point in your life, and you've heard that people there still have something called bituach umi, national bituach. Bituach is the, is the Israeli word for insurance. It's to be, you are safe and secure. Story in Tel Shiva. One Shabbos, one week for Shabbos, this elderly Jew shows up, Russian Yid, Remeir Ayadushkin. Remeir Ayadushkin shows up. He'd been in Russia under the communist rule for many, many years. He was from old man already. This is in the end of the 70s, beginning of the 80s. Eventually he left Russia and he came to live with his grandchildren in Cleveland, Ohio, who were not Shermer Shabbos. Didn't keep kashras. So they arranged kashras for him. But Shabbos, he didn't want to be in, his, in the house. It wasn't Shermer Shabbos. So he used to come to Yeshiva for Shabbos. He shows up one, time, one day. The first time he shows up, nobody knows who he is. Nobody he didn't get any before. And he came to Shiva for Shabbos. People got to know him, etc. He didn't speak English. He spoke Yiddish. And Shmuz with us. Person, minimal background of learning. Erlich Yid, etc. One Shabbos, he got very sick. He took uh, some chopped liver back to the dorm. It wasn't refrigerated. He ate it late in the afternoon. It was probably spoiled, but then he got very sick to the point that he was delirious. This is a man in his upper 80s, 104 fever, Sakaras and Foshes. They called the ambulance to take him to the hospital. One of Bachan went along because he didn't speak a word of English, so we had to go with him to the hospital. So Bachan spoke Yiddish fluently, supposedly. Uh, went with him to the hospital. So you get to the hospital, so the hospital's most important question is, do you have insurance? Right? That's the most important question about a hospital. How are we going to pay for this? Not how you're feeling, etc. Does he have insurance? So this poor barker did not know how to say insurance in Yiddish. Pazichakite didn't know how to say Pazichakite. No, so he wasn't sure what to say. He said, you know, he may or no, no, no Hebrew. So now, but he wasn't so fluent in Hebrew either. So he said, you know the word something about me. He says, bitachen? Do you have bitachen? Now the word was bituach, not bitachen. So this is a man who was delirious. He had no idea where he was. Remeir says, no, vuden. What else? How does he live without bitachen? In a state of delirious, he knew that the Bershom takes care of the world. I believe that the reason why the world is going crazy right now is because we like being in the driver's seat. We like being in control of our situation. And we have no control over this illness. We don't know how to secure it. The same way today, which happens on, on an individual, a personal level, a person gets an illness which there's no cure. I heard a story. One of the Tells of Rabbitsons was... She had she had Yanomacha, she had cancer, and it was it was advanced stages of the cancer. And this was during the first day's Pesach. First days of Yom Tif. The doctor comes into the in in 
and says the following words to the Rebison. He says, you can yell at me, you can scream at me, you can hit me, but we have no more ways to solve, to, to address your illness. And the Rebison said to the doctor, he says, why should I yell at you? Why should I scream at you? Why should I hit you? You only yell at somebody, or scream at somebody, or hit somebody if he's supposed to be the source of you, to take care of you. So if the doctor's your Avodazara, excuse me, Avodazara, how can you not take care of me? So you're upset at the Avodazara. So you yell at the Avodazara, you scream at the Avodazara, you hit the Avodazara. He says, you never were the source of Yeshua. You never were the one who was in charge. I'm going to yell and scream to Kaddish Baruch I'm going to hit myself and say, Vidui. And I do. Every person goes through a moment where they realize there's situations that they have no control over. And that's very scary. But when you put that collectively together, the whole world doesn't know how to deal with something. The whole world is in a panic. Because we all assume that we are in the driver's seat in the bus. And we feel much more confident when we're in the driver's seat. We feel in control. But the reality is, we're not in the driver's seat. Nobody has control over their life. There's a studies that have been shown, multiple studies have been shown, that 100% of people will die before, before they're dead. Never, nobody lives forever. We're all going to die. We have no control over our lives. A person is not guaranteed whether he's going to get sick or not get sick. A person is not guaranteed whether he's going to cross the street safely. He can be as careful as possible. Something can happen. Nothing is guaranteed in this world. We have no control over the world. We have no control over our panasa. We have no control over our gesunt. We have no control over anything. Revolvo writes this, that most people walk through the world fairly confident and fairly safe. And so one day they realize the Baruch who runs the world. And that's the scariest thing in the world. Because all of a sudden, we are not in control. But if we then recognize that the, that the driver in the driver's seat is somebody that we can trust, because he's a good driver, then we relax. And the, the avoider of this situation is to learn to trust the one in the driver's seat. That he knows what's good for us. He has control over the situation. That he cares enough about us to make sure that we should be safe. Whatever safe means. And if Russia wants somebody to get sick, he'll get sick. If he wants somebody to, to be very sick, he'll be very sick. If he wants somebody not to be sick, he won't be sick. We have a mitzvah of Ishtadlis to try and do the, to, to make, keep ourselves, deal with the, the, the world properly. There's a fascinating concept in the world called Shomer Psoyim Hashem. The Russian watches over Psoyim. Now, what's a Pesi? There's different names for fools. A Pesi is a special name. Because I'll say a Pesi is a person who's a Mispatim Yitzray. Then we convince him to do things. He's very easily convincible. Right? There's an intelligent way of dealing with something. No, there's not an intelligent way of dealing with something. Samara so says that if a person follows the normal way of doing things, what's considered normal hishtadlis and derechateva, the person will take care of him. Now, the reality is it doesn't work. Because that's not really who is in control. 
So the person says, that's fine. As long as you do what's considered normally shtadlis, I'll take care of the rest. But that you have control? You don't have control. person can be totally healthy one, one moment and then that's, he's gone. The next moment. We don't have control. But it's not supposed to be a source of fear. It's supposed to be a source to wake up and to remind us that we're not the Balabas. Now, people who live in war zones understand this. person who lives in Syria, he's no control. A few years back, they have the, the on Andrews Air Force Base, they have once a year, they have this all, all armed forces day, and they, they show different types of tanks and planes, etc. So I went there with the family. It's probably more than a few years ago already at this point in time. And they had an F-22 Raptor flying there. And the, the announcer describing how it sows fear in the hearts of the enemy. And the thing is, you know, a few thousand feet up, and you push it to the ground or shaking from the, from the, from the force of this, this plane. It can turn on a dime, it comes down to uh, 100 feet down to the ground, and it flew, etc. And this is being used then in Iraq. And everybody's like, wow, and clapping and excited, etc. After I was crying. I have to be a fairly sensitive person. And I was picturing these poor civilians in their houses, cowering in fear as this, this, the ground is shaking from these things coming near their building and wondering whether they're going to live or die, whether their children are going to live and die. And any moment, things could change. You have no control. When you live in a war zone, you have no control over your life. Any moment, that everything could change. You'd be safe. Second later, there's a bomb. You have no control. How do you live? So I asked my mother-in-law, went through the war. She was a partisan in the Polish forest during World War II. She says, Mommy, how would you do it? She says, you had to be talking to the Kodesh Mordechai. If you're supposed to live, you live. If you weren't supposed to live, you didn't live. She told me a story. She was standing once with one of her friends. Her name was, his name was Meitke. 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 The friend says, I have this sense that it's not safe here. We have to run away from this, this spot. It's state we're, we're in danger right now. They were in the forest. Any moment the, the, the Nazis would come, try and make an attack against the partisans in the forest, they would come shooting. She says, you know what? Every, every bullet has an address. There's, there's, no, you know, there's, there's no cycle running here, running there. She says, no, we have to run away. The friend ran away, and as she was running towards the, the next tree to hide behind, she was hit by the bullet, and she was killed. My mother-in-law, who didn't run away, was safe. No seichel. There's no control over there. But if you live in a Kodesh Baruch hand, then you feel secure. Because you know that the one that you're, the hands that you're in is somebody who cares about you. So I'll tell you a word from Klan Shalevitz, and then we'll end. The word Shabbos, the word Shabbos says, according to Biosi, the malach of soiser, point of a soiser to the, the, taking something apart. It's only chayv if it's if it's it's a makalko, makalko is potter on Shabbos. 
if you're so someone else live noise, if you take it apart to, to use the, the items to rebuild, that's considered a positive act in your kind. Rishon says no, it's only so someone else live noise, bim kaimai. Only if someone else lives in the same place. That's what Morris says. The Morris says it can't be. The whole makor for the malacha of Saisers and the Mishkan. When do they take about the Mishkan? When they travel from one place to the next. So every case of Saisers, by definition, is your Saisers amanas to rebuild somewhere else. The Morris says, Kimen Nitzim Api Hashem Yachanu Api Hashem Yisrael Kamanas Livus Bim Kaimadam. They're traveling with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's the same spot. So Kodesh Levitz gave the following marshal. So a woman gets on the bus going from Tel Aviv to Yerushalayim. And she's carrying a little baby with her. And I asked you, he says, where is the baby when she gets on the bus in Tel Aviv? He says, the baby's in its mother's arms. The bus drives her an hour and gets to Yerushalayim. I asked you, where's the baby? The answer is, it's mother's arms. She says, no, that's the wrong answer. The first answer should be Tel Aviv. The second answer should be Yerushalayim. He says, but the answer is, we know that that's not where a child is. A child is in its mother's arms. Kleistel and Midbor was a Piyashem, you saw Piyashem, we were in the Kodesh Baruch Hu's hands. You're in good hands with all states, you know. Right? You're in good hands with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. The physical place was irrelevant because that's not where we lived. We lived in the Kodesh Baruch Hu's hands. So where were we? In the Kodesh Baruch Hu's hands. The physical place doesn't make a difference. That's what the Gemara is saying. When you live in the Kodesh Baruch Hu's hands, the physical place doesn't make a difference. The limud of what's happening right now is to learn to live in the Kodesh Baruch Hu's hands. Learn to live and realize that we live in a Kodesh Baruch Hu's hands. He's the one who's taking care of us. Wherever we are, wherever we do, we have a chiv to be mishtadled to take care of ourselves. But the bottom line, the lesson and the purpose is to remind us that we're not in control. The Bosh is in control. But he cares about us and he takes care of us. He takes care of us and he has the ability to take care of us and he's interested in taking care of us and he will take care of us. Blessed Hashem, everybody should be safe. We should die for all those people which are, which, which are not gazunt. We should die that everybody should remain gazunt. We should daven for people's parnosa. We should daven for our parnosa. We should daven for the world. The Russian should be safe. The same way the world three weeks, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, a week ago was in situation X and now it's in Y. And in, in, in a week from now, it could be in situation X. There's no control. We, we, there's no control for good or for bad. We should daven. Everything should be good. We should be safe. Russia should take, take, we have a responsibility to care for others. We should daven for them. We have to recognize that the, but I think the eager lima to walk away is be talking on the Kodesh Baruch. The Bershom is the one who runs the world. He wants us to learn that lesson. When we learn that lesson, we will have the Siyat HaDashmaya to be safe as a position. Amen.